0: Welcome to The Story Thinker, a Webtoons and Witcher podcast for superfans with scene-by-scene analysis. Featuring sharp co-hosts for a fuller picture, we dive deep into character psychology, relationships, and theories. We'd love it if you could like, subscribe, comment, and rate us on all podcast platforms and social media. For bonus content, you can support The Story Thinker on Patreon. Let's begin! Hi everyone, and welcome to episode 138 unfair ultimatum and we are with food hello yes and this is as you might have guessed a food centric it's not food centric episode but it's food appropriate episode yeah
1: i love this episode it's like the new 130 for me (laughs) um just
0: like us lucky shippers have like our like 92 and i forgot to write the other one but the cave one
1: you (laughs) know yeah you guys have 93 125. I have 130 and 138. They are actually, if you look inside, like my chest, where a heart should be is actually these two episodes. Um, They keep me alive. Aww. <laughs> they are the air I breathe. Awesome. Um, but yeah, this episode, I just, it makes me think about like everything that I've said about Bell RC and like Radcliffe on the podcast. And I just, I'm so content because like, yeah called it (laughs) yes
0: i we're gonna get into it but yeah i that was what i thought when i read it too because i was like oh my god like we're yeah all right
1: yeah sorry i have to say this because i've been thinking about this comparison it's like i feel like thanos looking over a grateful universe
0: (laughs) 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 anyway yeah it's it's good to be vindicated you're like Mm -hmm. yes yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) yep yep Uh, yeah so would you like to narrate? Uh, You know, if you want to,
0: feel free. This is your, you know, sure. your fun yeah. time.
1: Will do. Okay, so we start off with Hestia in her new fit. Uh, she has We're... this really pretty laurel. I don't know if we talked about it the last time. But she's swinging around all this fire. Um, and Naira is watching on. And this is the first time that Naira has actually seen Bella perform um we get a very suspicious shot that is probably from Nera's point of view um, <laughs> i naira, know, like, i see Whoa. you i see you naira um it's just a very flattering image of bella's chest and her hips and the legs attached to those hips <laughs> um yeah. i think and, that's the most yeah.
0: most like is it the most sexualized we've seen in P.H.? I don't know, because we've seen Kieran without a shirt. But this is, like, the gyration. Yeah, like this is, movement. like,
1: the most sensual, I think. Because yeah. Kieran, like, I think Kieran takes off his shirt. Right,
0: and it's, it's just generally pragmatic.
1: treated as the sexiest thing to ever exist. Well, I think but it's really, yeah, yeah.
0: We interpret it that way. But the way that she yeah. draws it, it's just, but, like,
1: oh Yeah, it. he's literally just there, taking off his shirt. <laughs> but here we have, like, it's, it's like... I can't remember the word. It's intentional. There we go. It's, it's intentional, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, we have gotten some ab shots of Kieran, but also he was, like, hella bruised, so, like, you know, makes messages. Yeah, Karen really needs to see a doctor more often. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, this is this is uh, kind of new for Purple Hyacinth. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm not one who, like, I'm not the kind of person who's, like, terribly fond of fan service but I understand right. Nera in this moment.
0: Right. <laughs> Listen, I mean
1: it's part of human life. Uh, <laughs> uh, right. Um yeah and so Bella she finishes her performance. The audience is clapping her applause. There's like one applause and then a bunch of claps. Um she bows you can see that she's sweating and mm-hmm. she gulps is she yeah
0: like a little moment of privacy where like her head is bent and no one sees her and she kind of takes a moment to like you can see her her composure coming down when she's bowed down and like no one sees her expression and then she like puts it right you know
1: puts her smile back up when she goes back up Mm -hmm. and suddenly for me like reading this it's like suddenly her like sweat is not just uh from the performance right but also what she knows is about to happen because she knows that Redcliffe saw her um stumble a bit yeah uh, which is from the last episode
0: I also wondered if the fire was real fire and if it was like hot or you know I don't know when cold fire was invented in PH world but
1: <laughs> I think it's real fire mm-hmm. pretty sure um but yeah so she goes back off stage, and Naira says to Redcliffe, That was absolutely impressive. All, all of your artists are incredible. And Redcliffe sh- responds, Thank you. You are seeing some of the best tonight. And then he adds, Especially Hestia, isn't she tremendously exquisite? And we get this really creepy shot of his face. I think it's all shots sure. of his face are creepy, but this one, like the added level of, Oh, stay away from me, like 10 mm-hmm. feet away.
0: I know. Um, he looks like an alligator. I will say he started out very handsome and he's become progressively less handsome. I think I don't know if is doing it on purpose because like we can't like him too much, but I'm glad. It makes me <laughs> happy that he's losing his attractiveness.
1: Yeah. He needs to get humbled a bit, in my <laughs> opinion. Um cut off his hair. So. <laughs> uh Nera responds, she's very beautiful indeed and okay look i know lauren shouldn't be here and it's good that she's not here but and we kind of already know that Nayra's telling the truth but it would be kind of cool if we could just pop lauren in there mm-hmm. just so we could get the sure. confirmation you know yeah. so we can like and i know we already know it but just i don't know seeing that text in black with lauren there right you know and i'm
0: 100 percent convinced <laughs> that she really she's beautiful like
1: yeah she totally thinks Bella's pretty but I just the extra level you know Mm. Lauren's hiding in the walls maybe um and Redcliffe continues saying one of the first and most loyal members of my circus there is an irony there
0: right he doesn't (laughs) he's so oblivious he can't recognize when people well I mean we will see later like there was a lot there was a fair bit of antagonism between Bella and him and he is so single-minded and like not in tune to other people's emotions he doesn't or rather he doesn't care he's both he doesn't he does i don't think he perceives them well and he also because he doesn't care like he's like oh she's loyal oh my god like dude you don't recognize what's simmering under the surface at all really hmm?
1: because i thought that he it i thought this was like an intentional job like he's fully aware oh okay manipulate someone like the way that he has with Bella he has to be uh-huh. like hyper aware of everything that she's like up to right he knows about Nara and that relationship right <laughs> and he he's able to like kind of read her like a book right we look at episode 124 um and he very much is kind of you know they show this in how the episode is composed mm-hmm. in a sense how he kind of like stands above her and the shadow is on her and he holds and it's to say that he holds a lot of power over her and to do that he has to understand her very well
0: i i think let's say okay to a certain extent right like maybe when she was younger and, and the whole her search for power her need for power and security i think that he understood but i do think that he has overestimated how loyal she is to him and that that will come back to bite him in the face Oh Mm. I think, but I could totally see how you read it both ways. Like he's either
1: being sarcastic or I see what what you mean. I I don't know. I feel like his experiences with the leader would make him more wary of the people around him. But
0: again, (laughs) he has so
1: much confidence in Bella, right?
0: Even though Bella is
1: going against him. So yeah, I think the same
0: thing with the leader. The leader was like ready to kill him, basically. And now and then he tells Bella, Oh, I'm totally fine. I think he's very overconfident
1: in general by yeah. his like status huh. yeah and he didn't expect it in the leader like completely was like okay seven do your thing and he got beat up for it. <laughs> so yeah. yeah huh um the next thing he says is I found her starving on the streets when she was 14 that took me back like yeah. I was not expecting uh, Bella to be 29 I thought he found her when she was like eight <laughs> yeah I, 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 in I my mind she looks much younger not. in that
0: picture. Yeah. She looked young, very young in the picture with the shoes.
1: Yeah. Like she did not look older than Laura. Um, but I personally can't comprehend uh, Bella and Kieran be having a five year age gap. Or maybe it's four year age gap since Kieran's birthday kind of just happened in the comic. So <laughs> for personal <laughs> reasons, not. in my personal purple hyacinth <laughs> canon, they are the same age, and he found her when she was like nine. <laughs> well, there we
0: go, the facts out the window.
1: <laughs> yeah. Out the window when it no longer suits my head, cannons. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm, to kind I'm of thing. <laughs> I, I, I
0: had no problem with her being whatever age she is.
1: Yeah. Also, Naira's like 23. Wait, do we know her so, age for sure? Uh, Stefan said that Naira was Will's age. So a lot of people have just taken on. She's 23. And Mm -hmm. I don't know. They met when Nair was 18. So that would have made Bella 24. And that's kind of weird to me. So I'm just giving one year age gap between them.
0: I was 21. My husband, he was 27 and a half. -hmm. yeah. Yeah. But but like to me, an 18
1: year old is still like a high schooler. Right. So I'm like, oh, high schooler versus college student. You Know yeah. as you get older, age gaps like that means yeah. yeah, whatever, <laughs> but also yeah. that is just straight out of being a minor.
0: <laughs> so, well, yeah. you can rest assured they probably took a while to develop the relationship, mm-hmm. so. yeah. As you see, Bella was they not breeders. so excited they about breeders. Darcy at first.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, we learn actually as Radcliffe continues, we learn a bit more about. Uh, Bella's father, which means that gives Bella another one-up on Kieran's backstory
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> on what we
1: know about Bella and her family.
0: Right. Uh, right. Right. says
1: her abusive father would force her to sell matches he'd stolen from the factory he worked at, and use the money to feed his alcoholism. So <sighs> we kind of knew about the matches, and we knew about the money probably uh, being used to feed an alcohol addiction. Um, but we did not know that it was the matches were actually stolen from a factory yeah
0: sleazy guy all around
1: yeah it does make me kind of curious because purple hyacinth has tried or is trying right now to do like a very much like narrative about how about like the war right on different classes in a sense Mm -hmm. um you know it's the p s and the Snapdragon who are advocates, but one is a violent advocate, and one is um a peaceful advocate, and then we have the Royals who are just overall kind of shitty <laughs> but like maybe it's just because like we live in America, so the opioid crisis is very relevant here
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but this kind of just reminds me of uh addiction crises like the opioid crisis and you know, how do we treat people who suffer with uh, Mm -hmm. addiction? Mm. You know? Because, to me at least, they're often victims. And it doesn't mean that they still can't hurt other people, but, you know, rehab is something that I think needs more funding in general. And overall, like, reaching out to people who do suffer with addiction. So, it does... I do wonder if there will be any nuance with Bella's father moving forward because given his situation I think from what we can infer you know missing mother um they lived in Great Chapel it could have been that you know because they fell on. you're good okay so like from what we can infer you know missing mother figure or missing parental figure and they live in Great Chapel, so maybe their family just fell in hard times. It would make I feel like that would make Bella's mm-hmm. father very susceptible to potentially, you know, uh, developing an addiction because, you know, maybe in hard times he turned to alcohol, and mm-hmm. so I do wonder if there will be nuance in that. And we have thrown out the idea that uh, B- Bella may not actually kill her father. Or may not have actually killed him. Because we don't actually see her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And so I do wonder if maybe. It's kind of like a moment where Bella's like. I can end this cycle. Of hurting people. Right. Mm -hmm. Or maybe not. Sorry that's more like with Radcliffe. But maybe Bella in that moment. Realizes that like you know. This isn't worth it. Maybe. That would be a very interesting. Mature moment for her. Mm -hmm. And Um, I would love if She hasn't actually killed her bio father. I would love to see that get tied into her potentially sparing Redcliffe. You know, this isn't worth it,
0: yeah. Okay, I like that. I would, I would just say, I mean, I don't have so much personal experience with uh, people with addiction, thank god, but um, um, yeah, some other people around me have, and I don't know if uh, addiction would mean you know, correlate with abuse, I think maybe with neglect, um, yeah, but. You know, I, I would say the fact that our father was abusive was more a function of his personality rather than his addiction. I guess. Yeah. I mean, neglect obviously is a form of abuse, but I, if people with addiction, I can see them very easily going into the neglect, whereas this sounds like it was more active um,
1: abuse. Yeah, I do agree with that. It's just, I think the mention of addiction, and then we take into account, you know, some of the themes with Purple Hyacinth in class and how addiction has been used to exploit. Um, lower income people at least you know in America with the opioid crisis and so that that connection for me just makes me wonder a lot about um Bella and if that was intentional uh within Purple Hyacinth but again it could just be the curtains are just blue
0: yeah I think it's I don't think he's gonna really make a big difference in his comic I think he's you know a past figure in her life Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I think that's already a lot of themes, and if they add more, it's going to be very difficult for them to
1: juggle them all. Yeah. I guess it's just thematic. I feel like it could be good thematic consistency, but I do agree with you. I mm-hmm. think he's pretty irrelevant at this point, mm-hmm. unless we do get the reveal that she didn't actually kill him, but that's probably a few episodes, if not a season, down the road. Yeah. <laughs> um, Radcliffe continues saying she probably would have ended up a harlot like her mother oh so we do know about her mom forgot about this she Mm -hmm. probably would have ended up a harlot like her mother had i not given her a second chance at life and nara says that's admirable of you and she thinks to herself bella always refused to give me details about her past why is he telling me this
0: oh which just you know when i read that it's like you really you know bella wants to be in a position of power she doesn't want to be pitied she didn't want to be the you know the pity case the victim you know when she didn't this is Darcy like she's found someone that at some point she grew to like and wanted to you know to be admired and she didn't want to be like the the recipient of pity and it, it makes a lot of sense that she didn't tell her about her past
1: yeah um it makes me want, like want more Bella Darcy backstories flashbacks and like they do give us some of this, some of that in this episode, but it's curious how Bella really laid off on the details. Um, mm-hmm. I if, I think Nair probably did a background check on Bella at some point, like we saw Kieran do with Lauren. It would make sense for how she knew that Bella was in the circus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it seems like she probably had to do her own research since she says Bella refused to give her details. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Uh, Naira uh, Naira says though I've always wondered why you were the only one to have gotten a nobility title amongst the founding members of the Circus Royale Rycliffe says oh I can assure you that though they may not have been granted a rank in polite society I've always given them the best wage and living conditions that I could Mm -hmm. Of course, in exchange for unquestionable loyalty and devotion to the circus. <laughs> like the
0: first part is nice, and the second part is like, oh my god,
1: <sighs> I roll. <laughs> what in the feudalism is this? <laughs> right? Like you own these people? Like it's a job.
0: Mm-hmm. I mean, okay, maybe it's like more like a family. Like I get the sense, but you know, be a family. <laughs> they, they, the rest of the circus members, like you know, every time we've seen them, they all seem to be getting along pretty well, and like they seem to joke around. They seem very close. So so that's good. But like, Red Lip,
1: like, you don't own people. <laughs> Seriously. Nate, I mean, I guess if he's telling the truth, at least he does pay them. <laughs> <I guess. laughs> well, he's at the best wage and living conditions. But I don't know. Narrow, uh, not Nara. Bella's trailer is kind of sad. It's literally oh. like a couch and a desk. We haven't. Not It, uh, it was bed. very
0: nice. I had like a rug, it's also, tiny. It's a- the trailer, you move around like that's how yeah, circus people I live. Yeah, I'm thinking like we don't know if she doesn't have another residence. It's like yeah. how they travel. It was a nice. I, I like that trailer. Also, oh, I don't know, I don't think I mentioned it before. Me, me, and my husband are very into like tiny houses or RVs, or so campers. So like that's our plan one day. We're like we want to be you know wealthy enough to afford it one day and like live in a tiny house like that.
1: You know. <laughs> really, I feel like I would go insane in like a really tiny house. I need space to move. Yeah. Anyway, um, that, that's probably yeah. why I the trailer to come out. But. <laughs> Redcliffe um, adds on it is no light occupation. Once you join the circus, your blood, sweat, and tears belong to the circus. Dude, this is creepy. Um, <laughs> it's so poetic. It's like, oh, God. it's
0: like dramatic. It's like dramatic 1800s romanticism.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> Nairis says, of course, how generous of you, Viscount. You are an example to follow. <laughs> she knows what to say, this girl. She's like a yeah, smooth talker. <laughs> she's just like reading lines from a script, I swear. <laughs> um, Naira thinks herself. Oh, I just really like, we're getting Naira POV. This is good. This yeah. is good. Um, I knew something was wrong with him since Bella first told me <laughs> about him, but she wouldn't have warned me for nothing. He's dangerous and I'm starting to guess why. And then he grabs and we see Naira's hand and then Reklip touches it. I've never felt oh, so bad for her. Like, he wasn't even wearing gloves this time to protect her. Uh, Half
0: glove, yeah.
1: It's, he's so gross. Ugh. I would throw up.
0: He's, he's like a
1: predator. He really is. Ew. Ugh. Stay away, my guy. Anira <laughs> turns to look over at him and he says, Thank you, lady. You flatter me. And then we... Yeah. Oh, oh my no.
0: god. I mean, his earrings are very cool, I will say, but guy. He's I... gross. I just...
1: He's like, I don't know. He's Too like much. Leonardo DiCaprio. Now that Bella is not actually 25 and she's 29, <laughs> he has to go to 23-year-old dinner. No, yeah. Okay. No, sorry, that was... A little uncult. <laughs> it was funny, though. Oh, um, please.
0: You can make fun of Leonardo DiCaprio
1: only. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> stay away. Oh, my God. I wish I could... Oh, it's times like these where I wish I could just jump into Purple Hyacinth and just, like, wreck him. You know, I want to punch this man. And <laughs> um, we see Naira... Uh, not Naira, Bella. We see Bella looking at them from the curtains. And she takes a sharp breath and she looks very concerned me too Bella this is how yeah. I'm feeling um and Nara excuses herself and says please excuse me I just need to use the bathroom <laughs> And always she, a great
0: excuse Gosh, yeah. So
1: gotta go. yeah so sorry it's not oh because
0: you touched me without asking
1: just girly things happening mm-hmm. you wouldn't want to know <laughs> um and we see her going down the hallway and then we get a flashback to her talking to Lisbeth. Um, wait, hold on. I have a thought, but I th- we have to get through this flashback first. Okay. And Lisbeth says, "I've made arrangements to assure to ensure you will be in the same lodge as I count Redcliffe the night of the premiere. Make sure
0: oh, that's the box. I didn't get what- I didn't know what you meant by lodge first. But yeah. Make
1: sure to get yourself invited to his manor." While you're there, follow his every move and who he speaks to. Record him if you are able to. I want to know everything that I can about him. And Nair looks down and says, Of course, I will not disappoint you, my queen. Hmm. And I'm sorry, I just had to take a moment to process this name. Uh Liza says, I know, my little hound. It is in your interest not to and I'm like, what? Mm. I forgot what this happened. There's so much to unpack. here. First of all, the nickname.
0: I think I think what she's meaning because, uh, you know, like a hunting hound. Yeah, like a hunt.
1: detective. Yeah, but it's but, still. Yeah, it's a my little hound girl. Just call her Sherlock. <laughs> right. You know, or Loon
0: at this point. <laughs> I'm curious, like, what? How did Darcy end up? doing this for the queen right because Darcy is a noble woman right mm-hmm. so like it's not like it's like some like what does she hold over her uh, or how did she get her to do this you know like does Darcy want to do this did Darcy sign up so that she could get insider information like what and but she then said it's in your interest not to what mm-hmm. does that mean what does she know what is she trying to like what's their connection like there's something mm-hmm. behind yeah that.
1: well we've known that Anera has been doing spy work since before she met Bella, whether it's spy work for the Queen, I'm not entirely sure, but perhaps it does make me think that maybe the interest that Lisbeth mentions is not necessarily pertaining to Bella, because if Nero was doing spy work for the Queen, since for the last five years she would have started before she knew Bella so that was probably not original yeah I didn't think it meant
0: Bella I feel like Darcy wouldn't tell the Queen about Bella Mm -hmm. not not if she she was forced to or let the Queen found out on her own I think Darcy's smart enough not to trust the Queen you know with like her love life Mm -hmm.
1: but I do think maybe it has something to do with how we've seen reporters and like journalists go missing or get um jailed but that was during Edward's rule, yeah. and now it's Philip. But Elizabeth is a bit of an Edward sympathizer, so I would not mm-hmm. be totally surprised if she does use some of those punishment yeah. tactics. Yeah, I think there.
0: I think there's like a plot thing behind it. I think that we're going to find out later why Darcy's working yeah. for her. What's the be like? There's something more there.
1: I wish we could get like a whole spin-off on just Darcy and Bella. <laughs> the things I would do in an alternate universe. Yeah. <laughs> and we we see naira in the present now, and she thinks herself. She still trusts me, but if she knew, both my head and Dawkins would be rolling. So that's yes. I think she started working for the Queen, uh, because she has some alliance with Dawkins. As we've seen, they've I mean, talked before I mean, with Tristan. Yeah, I don't know.
0: We don't know what came first, right?
1: Yeah. But I, I did see some people say that it this might mean that Dawkins is the like, he's dead person from 111. I would hope not. Me too. Because I want Tristan and Dawkins to grow old together. And I mean, I guess Lauren does have a lot of father figures. Maybe she doesn't need to cut them down. But... <laughs> no! <It's almost. laughs> Just, not Dawkin. Please. He's no. like my emotional support character in the like he's a very stable character that i can rely mm-hmm. on and sometimes accuse of being the, the leader right. but otherwise he's like a constant you know and he just grew out his beard so i hope he stays <laughs> safe you
0: know well someone's gotta be dead so
1: someone i hope it's redcliffe yeah that be that okay. yeah um so Nara enters this room and we can see that there's a piano with literally a painting on the mm-hmm. underside of that like uh, i've actually seen some i don't of know what the they're called like but on that top thing and i'm like mm-hmm. that's fancy yeah when um
0: yola and i went to i not remember where our 10th anniversary we we're in i think it was in Brussels, not brussels the other city. antwerp um they had a whole museum it was like used to be a meat factory or something and they had a whole collection of pianos and i, I remember a bunch of illustrated pianos
1: it's really pretty oh wow uh Nara enters the conference room and she goes to pick up her tape recorder behind hmm. uh, behind the painting and she is encountered by
0: a guy in a roman toga is
1: that <laughs> zephyr or it's either zephyr or orpheus uh and he right. asks her may i help you lady?" and <laughs> she just freezes like her face yeah really funny <laughs> i know memes could be made out of this and she's <laughs> holding her purse which she has put the tape recorder into thank god and she, turns is, around. Right? she turns around and says it really is a gorgeous painting oh, sorry i, I couldn't tell.
0: I am so into Uh, art, and she just makes up some (laughs) BS about it. I couldn't (laughs) help but admire it. What a wonderful Baldacchini! He's like Baldacchini. Who's that? She's like, don't worry about it. (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. And then it cuts, and we see Redcliffe and Bella talking in Redcliffe's office, and he says, "You Oh, stomping! You almost tripped on stage in front of my guests mediocre performances don't have their place in my show oh my god he's really well he's really stomping i know he stomped twice <laughs>
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he he's and he continues saying did the charming des demoiselle. demoiselle, did the charming Desmoiselle at my side distract you at my side oh <laughs> creepy <laughs> so possessive. Mm-hmm. perhaps brought back memories uh i like how that line about the desmasil
0: mm.
1: yeah is a reference to nara's first episode dazzling desmasil oh my gosh that's so cute i remember that nice i job. think it's dazzling don't fact check me actually <laughs> maybe fact check me <laughs> okay let's go back um and bella's like what do you want i've already burned bridges with her and reckless is like did you now because you still seem very disturbed by her. Damn, he's coming out with the receipts on Bella. Little Bella Donna. Um, uh, sorry, I'm still looking for the episode. Uh, so 86. Far, seen... What? It's 86.
0: Oh.
1: And Bella's like, I ended everything yeah, with her right. two years ago. As you wanted. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, yeah, it was Redcliffe. As Naira actually suspected. She's like, I know it was Redcliffe that kept or that made you leave and Radcliffe puts his hand down is it put your foot down or put your hand down meaning when you like, when you, like yeah when you're like over with this... it oh well you put your foot down it means you're yeah, like okay, oh, okay. You're yeah. well he puts his hand down not necessarily his foot because he's still stomping but he puts his hand down and he says no need to be so defensive dear Dear. I'm not gonna hurt her, and he gets close to Bella, who is looking very standoffish and glaring at him. And he says, "Unless her existence keeps distracting you more than it should, or if she dares to stick her nose in matters that do not concern her." Yikes! <laughs> Whoops! Oh! Oh no! Yeah! yeah. Bella's like, yeah. "What do you mean?" And Redcliffe waves oh, it off, Zephyr. and he's like, Zephyr. "Okay, so it was Zephyr." I never saw her wandering around the salon or alone earlier. Haven't quite figured out why, but I don't believe she was lost.
0: Yeah, well, he ain't stupid. I'll give you that.
1: Oh, <laughs> the next line. Perhaps next time she'll be so lost that no one will ever find her again. What the hell's wrong with him? Oh my, oh God. my God. Okay, death threats. So death threats. and he's a
0: dummy like he's like does he not realize that like bella still loves her and he threatens to kill the one she loves she will go crazy like he has no concept that maybe somebody will finally be disloyal to him he's like no no they are so loyal to me they love me forever and ever like he's so oblivious in some ways because he's a narcissist i think and he's never
1: fathom other people's emotions properly he pulls no bitches and no one will ever love him he probably paid laura montgomery off (laughs) What even happened to her? I'm like, where is she? Who? Montgomery. I didn't even hear that part. Oh, Laura Montgomery. She was his... Oh, Daly. The opera. <laughs> yeah. And Bella glares at him, and she's like, you wouldn't. And he gets really close to her, and he pats her face. and Well, her cheek. He doesn't, like, put his palm right in the middle of smack dab of her face. But, like, he pats her, and he's like, that yeah, only depends on your good behavior. He's so gross. weird and then Bella still glaring at him says is there anything else and he says no dearie you may go Ugh. and Bella storms out of there and slams the door and she is just speed walking down the hallway she looks really good yeah and
0: Red Club is so gross
1: yeah she is very close to tears like Mm-hmm. we yeah, see them like in her, her eyes yeah, yeah her We're eyes really are watering up and we get in my opinion the best sequence of three panels to ever exist in purple hyacinth mm-hmm. and it is bella and naira standing or not standing sitting on top of what is probably bella's trailer bella's in very casual clothes she's actually yeah she's mm-hmm. wearing like a loose t- uh shirt some loose pants mm-hmm. naira's in her skirt and her loose shirt and you know it's either sunset or sunrise and Naira is pointing out probably the stars to her as we can see some white um, flecks and they're just illuminated by this gorgeous pink Mm. lighting against this like really light blue sky and as Naira is just wistfully staring at the pink clouds and the sky above them Bella is watching her and Naira does not see her. She's just oblivious to Bella admiring her in mm-hmm. this moment. Okay. And it is some of the most serene, if not the most serene, we've ever seen Bella before. And the most yeah. content. Mm-hmm. And, sweet. yeah. Then we cut to evening. And Naira is sleeping inside of the trailer and bella is standing over her which completes the quadrinity of <laughs> ph ships where one of them is unconscious and the other one is standing or in the other side of the <laughs> so, R.C. didn't even have to get injured they didn't have to end up in the hospital for this to happen or get exploded in a factory they stay winning it's except um, they're about to break up so
0: will and kim kieran and lauren um lila and lucas and this yes yeah <laughs>
1: the holy quadrinity <laughs> and bella does a little debbie ryan moment and puts some hair behind her ear and we can only see really her hand her ear in a bit in her eye and she leans down and kisses nara's forehead which might be the first kiss we've gotten purple high since. <laughs> Except for maybe the Redcliffe hand kiss, but I'm disqualifying that because yeah, it's Redcliffe. Right. um Also, it's and, not a
0: romantic. It's not a romantic. Yeah. Age, like, a cordial kiss.
1: Um, and hmm. Nara's like her. Oh, no, didn't
0: Nera. Will Will didn't Will kiss? No. kieran I suspected very strongly that he kissed the top of Lauren's head in the circus when he was hugging her. and looked like he kissed her. Oh. Really like the top of her head. And yeah, did it, didn't, didn't will do that to kim also when she was like on him
1: or did mm-hmm. I, just imagine that? I don't in, think in, like, wacky... when kim was drunk i think kim pulled, him, against him? He, kim pulled him in for a kiss but right no, they, did yeah, they, it. they didn't let me
0: go back to it um remember when okay. she like nuzzled against his chest
1: maybe but that's not really a, i don't think he kissed her but yeah, so Bella leans down, kisses Nara's forehead and she smushes her nose a bit. I didn't know she could do that! Oh my god! It's so sweet! <laughs> and she... Her uh, other... So one of her hands is keeping the hair tucked behind her ear. One of them is on Nara's head, um, just holding her as she leans down. And Nara's completely out like she is unconscious mm-hmm. and then bella lifts her head back up to look at naira and her hand lifts and she leaves that's so, what heartbreak feels like
0: yeah i'm I'm wondering it feels like she's like you know saying goodbye but mm-hmm. how could she be saying goodbye if it's her own house <laughs> like,
1: yeah like what does she need to come back yeah <laughs> bella what, what are your sleeping arrangements i personally think that she's gonna go sleeping in Kieran's apartment because she just went through a breakup you know and you stay with your besties that happens right but like,
0: but like is she like expecting Darcy to just leave and like not like look for her like what's like she didn't even yeah. look for something like she like what
1: I, I don't look confused I don't know Bella's not the best planner you know <laughs>
0: she's in her own house she's just gonna wait yeah. for her to come back uh,
1: and we cut to Bella talking to Radcliffe in a new office actually this isn't his current one <laughs> Old or maybe it, he's he isn't just new location. And new outfit, it's Teal, which is opposite from Redcliffe's red motifs. Um, and she's yelling at him, What more do you want from me? I've already given everything to you. And we can't see either of their heads in this one panel. Right. And then we cut to Bella's face. And this and is my...
0: this is presumably like, you know,
1: right that after evening. Yeah, right resume. after she left. Sometimes and she says my yeah. life, my soul, my freedom, every last part of me. I gave it to you and we don't see her eyes when she says i gave it to you and then we see redcliffe looking very stoic and the narcissist i think i think we hit on it i think the narcissist is a good appellation for him and bella is still yelling at him and she says first you made me your assistant and you made me handle your dirty work work that only got dirtier and bloodier with time and Bella's like, counting on her hand. I performed for you. Stole for you. Deceived for you. Killed for you. And we see her entire, like, expression when she says killed for you. And I even learned to enjoy it because it was for you. And I did everything you asked me because I adored you. We Mm -hmm. see her put her hand to, like, her neck Mm -hmm. in this moment. And she's just Completely in a state of distress. Yeah, the the dialogue is really good. You know, it's
0: exactly what you would expect her to say Mm in a moment like this. Yeah, and
1: it. The line where she's. I feel like much of this is very much like self explanatory, but there has been like a debate about does Bella actually enjoy killing? And I guess, like, to an extent, yes. But here she admits that she had to learn to enjoy it.
0: But, I, I, You know what, my first thought, really, I think it's a little inconsistent, because she got that knife, she was so excited about it, and I mean, this is them telling us the contrary, but I really think it's a little bit inconsistent writing.
1: Really? like Because sure. I thought the knife was Dance more like, team. you know, it was finally, I always saw the knife as Bella being given like a symbol of Bella's empowerment, you know, but still a connection to Redcliffe. Um, and so when he gives her the knife, it is essentially him empowering her. And Hill, <laughs> as she says here, she ah, well. adores Redcliffe, you know. Mm-hmm. So she has gone to all of these extremes because she she loved him, you know. Maybe probably not romantically, but you know, as a father, I guess. Um, and so it has made her accept and even go along with and uh with all of these extremes and I feel like the knife is just one of them but the knife also has that I guess narrative symbolism of being like or encapsulating uh, Bella's relationship to Redcliffe Um. Yeah, and it's it's pretty tragic because Bella's kind of been portrayed as this character who doesn't love, right? right. And then we meet up with Nira but I do think that Bella genuinely loved Redcliffe, like, mm-hmm. yeah. Again, like as a father, but it kind of goes to show like Bella would really do anything for love. She would do anything for the people she cares about. And in this case, even though Rycliffe, I wish I could punt him into the sun. She did care a lot about Rycliffe. And she was willing to do all of these things for Redcliffe because of that adoration.
0: Right. Because of he saved her. You know? Mm-hmm.
1: So. yeah, And he also perpetrated that narrative that he was her savior.
0: Yeah. For sure. I'm sure he milked it.
1: Mm-hmm. And... Bella turns away and she closes her eyes and she says, I never asked for anything in return because I thought you'd already given me more than I could ever deserve in this lifetime. Aww,
0: that's so sad. Yeah. It's sad when she doesn't have this perception of herself as being deserving or worthy.
1: Mm-hmm. She definitely deals with self-esteem issues and I think a lot of that is because she has always had to be in a sort of subservient role to Redcliffe. right? He always holds that thing like, I saved you over
0: her, oh. right?
1: I think, I think it's earlier.
0: I think it's the fact that her mom seems not to have been present at all, right? Though abandoned her, and her dad, you know, was nasty to her and rejected her. So, I think that I think it comes from her childhood.
1: I, f- hmm. yeah, but I feel like also part, you know, not being not uh, receiving the care and attention that she needed as a child, right? Mm-hmm. To that giving her low self esteem. And then Redcliffe coming in, taking her in, and then perpetrating her issues, right, as he is her savior, right? And so he develops this toxic relationship where she is reliant on him for validation because it's really validation that she needs that she didn't get from her family. And then here she gets it from Redcliffe, but ultimately she's still kind of stuck doing stuff for Redcliffe like she was for her father,
0: yeah, I think I think that you know it's it's tricky because, like you said, he's giving her validation. I'm sure he gave her a lot of validation growing up because he's a ma- like a manipulator, so he knows how to get people to get on his side. Um, so on the one hand, yeah, like he's giving her what she wants and what she needs. Every person needs validation, but he he's doing it so that ultimately she can be loyal to him in the way that he wants. Meaning, it's for selfish reasons.
1: Yeah. yeah, and. Yeah, but I I feel like because when Bella says, like, I thought you'd given me more than I could ever deserve, more would essentially be this chance with the circus, right, this opportunity that comes with the circus, and so when she's referring to that, it's probably not because of her murders, right, because she would have joined the circus before she started murdering people, Um, Mm -hmm. and so that line just, yeah, I think coming from, where she was I don't know I find it interesting that they use the word deserve instead of achieve because if it was because I thought you'd already given me more than I could ever achieve in this lifetime that Mm -hmm. would make sense from Bella coming from where she was as a child to doing all of these really great things you know she's become a very skilled dancer and performer I feel like that would make sense but we have the interesting use of deserve where bella did not feel like she deserved anything um and i feel like that would have had to been perpetuated by redcliffe because i'm not sure because her parents like i mean her mother was absent and then maybe yeah I forgot about what her father says in the one fifteen flashback. Yeah, I mean, just, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty
0: sure this kind of thing is like you know something that starts when you're a child. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so sure Redcliffe was maybe a Yeah, like, I just in
1: general, too. I think Bella came in a very like unstable state, oh, and okay. Redcliffe only perpetuated the issues in so So. It would advantage him. Definitely. Of her need. Yeah. And Bella looks at him and she says, Why did you make me abandon the one thing I ever wanted for myself? And that's like a fair question. You know, she's lays out the argument, right? I've done everything you could have ever asked, right? You know, I loved you. I did increasingly extreme things for you. Why can I not have this? one thing why can i not have this one person that i also love right mm-hmm. and yeah i'm
0: i'm glad that she's standing up for herself it's good for her mhm you know that she's like feels herself to be worthy enough to push for herself and to advocate for herself
1: mhm and i find it like an interesting contrast because she goes from i never asked for For anything in return. Because I thought you would already given me more than I could ever deserve in this lifetime. But here she is. As you said. Standing up for herself. Because she believes that she deserves this relationship with Neera. And she does. Right? And she is right. In that she is worthy. And you know. She. Sorry. I'm trying to find the right words. She is worthy and i guess i mean is deserving as if we contrast that line of this relationship you know she's in love with naira naira loves her back this is something that makes her genuinely happy that is something that everyone should have right and after years of sacrifice whether it be for her old family but or now for the circus right bella deserves to she deserves to love people she deserves to have these relationships that she has been deprived of where Mm -hmm. validation or love is not conditional and she can love someone regardless of where they come from who they are right and Naira, as we've seen in contrast to Rycliffe is not someone who demands much from Neira Mm -hmm. she asks for answers when it pertains to their relationship which she is in the like she is valid for asking uh, Bella but she also respects Bella's boundaries when Bella sets them as she doesn't follow Bella in 130 or
0: Mm -hmm. uh,
1: 9 she Mm -hmm. lets Bella be and yet she still loves Bella and even if Bella does not reciprocate that love is still unconditional. Whereas as we've seen with Redcliffe Over and over. He continues to. Push Bella down. Into a position that suits him. And yeah. what he wants. And what sure. he needs.
0: Yeah very clear contrast. <sighs> He's a manipulator. Narcissistic mm-hmm. person. But what he says next. Is actually true by the way. Mm-hmm. I think that, that was actually like very. Normally good to say.
1: Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's
0: using it against her, but like he's not wrong. At least, according yeah, to he to says point. stop
1: with your lamentations. And then she is a noble born girl rebelling against her family's wishes by having an affair with a circus artist. If she knew who you are, she would run away screaming. She would betray you and deliver you to the police. And I forgot what thought I had on this, but I just remembered it. So I'm going to see if I can find it. Oh, give me a second. Okay. Mm-hmm found it uh i'm just gonna read from what i wrote because i wrote this down um so i'm not sure if i've mentioned it on the podcast but i have thrown around the idea that maybe the belarsi relationship is one where both naira and bella are in love with the idea of each other right mm-hmm. Nera is wealthy she comes from wealth you know she we don't really know much about her home life but you know she has a grandma at least <laughs> that she does adore um, and she from bella who was initially prepared, uh, portrayed as someone who is um money oriented it does seem like an appealing prospect to bella right to be in naira's position whereas naira she it's wants really to get away yeah, she wants to get away from all of this mm-hmm. and, you know, literally run away to the circus. That's mm-hmm. a very common, like, trope we're mm-hmm. saying. Um, and Neira, Bella embodies sort of the freedom that she desires.
0: Also, it really could be an element of you. I mean, I had a very similar thing with myself, right? I chose someone that my family was, like, oh, horrified by, at least at first, now now they love him. But, you know, um, there is an element of, like, the Yiddish thing, like, you, like, like, like poke you, which is like, I'm going to do the exact opposite of what you want because I want to, you know, just yeah. on purpose. Like, so I could see an element of Darcy's like, this is who my family would like be the so horrified if I, you know, was together with, and it's like, well,
1: I'm going to do that. Mm-hmm. So what I wrote is, um, so we kind of discussed the idea that the idea that the is a relationship where both Nera and Bella are in love with the idea of each other And I think that's what Redcliffe tries to convince Bella of. Naira is only in love with Bella, according according to Redcliffe, Naira is only in love with Bella because she loves the ideal of her, using the idea of loving some circus performer to be some escapist fantasy from her own duties. Redcliffe sees this love at surface level and tells Bella how quickly Naira would turn on her. Naira's devotion to Bella is not strong enough for Naira to stay when she knows who Bella really is, again, according to Redcliffe. If Nera truly just loved that the fantasy that Bella provided, it would that would probably be true. Once Bella was unable unable to properly fulfill that fantasy, aka reveal that she was actually a very wanted woman and not just in the romantic sense, mm-hmm. Naira would most likely drop her. But
0: <laughs> that was really funny.
1: <laughs> but if Nera has come to love the person that Bella has been to her, I would think otherwise. As we've seen with Lockheed, romance and morality are a bit twisted between them <laughs> and in this comic. Um, and Nara has an understanding, albeit simplistic one, of Bella's relationship with Redcliffe. And so I don't think it would be implausible that she would be completely turned away from Bella. Furthermore, it would be the most narratively fulfilling for Nair to be the person who loves Bella unconditionally to prove Redcliffe wrong. Mm. Naira's compassion is the single greatest threat to all of the ideas and perceptions that Redcliffe has ever fed Bella, because in the act of loving, Naira disproves everything that Bella could have ever thought about herself.
0: Mm. That's very nice. Yeah, you know, I actually, you have me wondering now, like, does so what what Darcy, what sorry what, um, blah, 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 Redcliffe is saying right now is like what a lot of people would say, right? On the surface level, like this is what a lot of people would, would observe about the situation. So I'm wondering if he really believes it or if he's just saying it to manipulate her further and to put her down and to, you know, say, oh, no one's going to love you. This is, you know, you just it's just me and you, right? Which is what he does basically. And like, I'm wondering how much of it is like his genuine
1: thoughts or like how much is just manipulation again?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I feel like, It could be that this is what he genuinely thinks. Because as you've said, you know, he's a narcissist. He doesn't really understand love Hmm. in a sense. Um, Mm -hmm. But also, I feel like this could be him capitalizing off of Bella's greatest fear. Because I would not be surprised if this is what she was afraid of. You know, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: we saw that blush when in the flashback of 130 where... Bella just swooped in, saved the day, and saved Nera, you know, and she was already crushing on Bella, you know, that is very much, you know, something out of a fairy tale, almost, and so it would make sense that, initially, maybe Nera was just genuinely enamored with this mysterious person who came out of nowhere to be a knight in shining armor, but I think that over time, and as we they had three years together, over time that these two prob it probably started with Nera liking Bella as just like a figure mm-hmm. as like a symbol, and then maybe they actually did come to care about each other genuinely, yeah right, because Bella is does not have the same sort of attachment to Nera after that first encounter. Mm-hmm. So it's probably like they met up again at some point, ran into each other, and totally like, oh softer. I'm, yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> he's like,
0: Well, Bella, fancy meeting you here at this bar, which I totally, you know, know that you mm-hmm. didn't really ask a million questions about you.
1: <laughs> yeah. And Bella is probably still a little skeptical of Naira, but Naira is just like so excited, right, by this idea of this you know mysterious vigilante who comes in and saves her in the middle of the night mm-hmm. and all because of Bella's skepticism it would she would probably only be attracted to Nera if she actually started to genuinely care about her but
0: mm-hmm. right I think she also shows Bella true mm-hmm. love and like yeah face and like she's more wholesome and think mm-hmm. like, that appeals to Bella
1: yeah but I, then I think you know over time As they both get closer, those feelings, at least on Naira's side, do become more genuine. But because of this kind of, like, idolization that begins from their meeting on Naira's side, I feel like this is a valid concern that Bella may have had that, you know, maybe Naira really is just using her as an escape. And that could also be tied into when Bella uses the title princess, or the name Princess against Nera in eighty nine. It's the way she emphasizes it is very much like bitter, right? Yeah. Hmm. So yeah, I think that's my current theory for them right now. Um. And yeah, honestly, I do. I think that what Redcliffe is saying right now is actually how Nera would act. Would act? Not really. I've seen Loki. Mm. Lauren has Lauren has enabled a lot so I feel like Naira who is kind of becoming a bit of a parallel to Lauren and how like the two of them are like come from uh, the two of them have ties to like Dockin and Tristan right they're both investigating Apostle 7 they're besties with Will even though I think Naira is the better bestie you know I feel like if Lauren would enable Kieran's whole act Without even knowing him for three years, then Nera totally would. Mm. Especially since she's a spy. You know, she's probably done a lot of questionable stuff. I don't know. I don't think so. It's just spying. Um, I don't know. Recording people's private conversations is a little know. questionable, even if it's for a good cause.
0: It's not the same level as killing, that's for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> But, I don't know, she just reminds me of Lauren a lot, and, you know, Kieran and Bella are foils, and so I could imagine Nebra even being more relaxed with Bella um, Mm. when she finds more out more about Bella especially since she's investigating Apostle 7 or, sorry, Redcliffe and if she finds out those Apostle 7 connections, she will probably make those connections between Bella and the Phantom side. And it is also, I think an idea she has probably considered herself, considering not many people are running around rooftops in the middle of the night in our tallest who aren't affiliated with some kind of organization. Mm-hmm. No. Um, so Rycliffe now right in front of Bella, he caresses her jaw, I guess, and he looks at her and he's he says, you are an assassin, an excellent one, And you are not made for emotions. The only one who can love you for who you are is me.
0: Uh, Such manipulation. Oh my God. So classic. Isolating her from other people, making her dependent on him. It's literally like the textbook.
1: Mm -hmm. And it's interesting how he says you are an assassin. He doesn't think you're a person, right? He sees her as this killing machine, right? She is this occupation to him. Mm -hmm choose yeah. the service that he can rely on mm-hmm. um and you are not made for emotions right this is yeah. another level in the dehumanization because like humans are emotional creatures right mm-hmm. and then we have right being like you know if this was in you know bellows born you know you weren't born to have emotions or maybe this is the assassin that he has crafted her to be right I didn't make you to be emotional.
0: Right. He he doesn't want her to have emotions, because then she will stop working for him. I mean, it's pure, like,
1: purely transactional, you know, all self-serving. Yeah. And so he just emphasize, he emphasizes how, like, Nero would turn her, her back on Bella if she really knew what Bella had done. And so it means that the only person who loves Bella and knows what she's done and can still accept her for it is him yeah for him and we just get this haunting panel of bella wide-eyed she looks very hurt yeah and like devastated on her you know and then,
0: she she like you see she kind of yeah. is believing what he's saying you know and it's yeah it's she's saving his heart
1: mm-hmm. so sad and she's horrified and mm-hmm. right tilts his head a bit and he gives he's her a, a bit of a puppy a of dog oh eye look such a such an actor oh my god his face is looking really punchable right now <laughs> gotta say oh dear um and right. he pulls her in close and he hugs her and bella's still like wide-eyed and, and she says a, she's like, it's giving her. it's giving mother gothel um, yes oh my god <laughs> mother gothel so manipulative and he says, I'm only protecting you, Bella. She's dangerous for you, but you are safe with me. Mother Gothel. Yes. Exactly. Mother, Mother Gothel. Yeah.
0: <laughs> that song is a fantastic. It's
1: amazing. So I Agreed. Oh, I love Tangled. It's my favorite Disney movie. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, it's it's very reminiscent of the, I think, the Belarcy hug and also the Lockheed embrace from ah 122 i think because we have this white background right and then nara is being hugged by somebody that she loves right in this case I'll, i don't know if she loves Rycliffe anymore here but someone yeah she she has, she um, yeah and but i feel like this pose with like the hand on the head is more reminiscent of the locky hug mm. from 122 how dare you compare the two Look, it's supposed to parallels, okay? No. Parallel, no, it will not really parallel. parallels, but contrast, yeah. contrast, yeah. Because yeah. you know, in the Lockie hug and the previous, in the Lockie hug, it's Karen holding Lauren because Karen's you know, trying to comfort her, right?
0: Because he's a nice guy and Redlof is not.
1: Yeah, and the Bellarsi hug is naira trying to show Bella that she still cares for Bella, even if. Bella can't give her all the answers that she wants. Mm. Right. And this hug is Redcliffe trying to reaffirm how he loves Bella and he's trying to convince her that he loves her.
0: And but, that he can't be with anyone else.
1: Mm-hmm. Only him. But there is no comfort. It's, it's we, hurting her. Yeah.
0: Emotionally hurting her. Well, his expression
1: is very like serene and comforting, but then right below him and Full juxtaposition is Bella's, and she just looks so concerned and scared, and her body, uh, her body language is very stiff. Right, With her shoulders kind of up. Oh, hello. <laughs> and he, Redcliffe plants a kiss on Nara's forehead, and Nara, his eyes are closed. But did I say Nara? I meant Bella, and Bella. <laughs> Her eyes are open and she's still just terrified and Radcliffe still has his hand on her face.
0: I think at this moment, I think that she opens her eyes wider than before. I think it's because she's realizing, oh my gosh, like this is getting lecherous. Like this could get into the like, like sexual abuse kind of thing, you know, um, realm. And I think that's why she like, is like shook and pushes him away. um, Because
1: he's like gone a step too far. I thought it was more like kind of like still mother gothel i don't know yeah. i i keep seeing people say that like Redcliffe has all these like undertones sexual undertones and yeah, i kind of see it mm-hmm. but also i'm trying to be like m- maybe we don't have to do this with i don't know it makes sense but also like i do like keeping it toxic dad mm-hmm. and depressed daughter. That's, yeah i think
0: that's i think it's only vibes you know I don't think it's a massive part of it. I think it's a tiny tinge like Yeah, it's
1: like little hints of it that kind of just cue the audience into it. But this moment is very interesting because we just had Bella kissing Naira and it was a, her express her expressing, you know, love for Naira, her trying her expressing herself, right? Um and how she how she, yeah, how she loves Nera. And then. We get this scene. Where it is not. Radcliffe genuinely loving Bella. But it's him trying to convince her. That he loves her. Mm-hmm. And he's trying to keep her. in Under his control. Right. Mm-hmm. And so. What has gone. for For Bella. What has gone from. This action of. Like appreciation of love of genuine care has been turned and used as a weapon against her right and of expression too because she was expressing herself when she kissed naira she was allowing herself to be open with her feelings um and to accept those feelings and now we see this forehead kiss being used to prevent that expression
0: yeah Yeah, it's very ironic yeah that's Good contrast. Good yeah, good job. That was a good observation.
1: And we see her push him away and he crashes to the floor.
0: Good for him. Good for her. Yeah, good for him that he's like being crashed to the floor and like mm-hmm. deserves it. And good for mm-hmm. her.
1: Yeah, and now we see Bella standing above him. Good for her. Good mm-hmm. for her. And she turns his back on him. Mm-hmm. And walks out of there and her face is still horrified and then we cut back to bella uh walking maybe running down the hallway and she thinks to herself why must you make it even more difficult than it already is Nera? oh
0: it's so good <laughs> yeah i think that this whole incident is like the beginning of a turning point for bella and i think that this will prompt her to finally recognize Redcliffe for what he is and go against him and you know forge your own path like you mm-hmm. were speculating you know help the lo- you know Lucky or whatever but i definitely think this is like the turning point for her
1: just getting there i don't think mindy you understand how badly i need a kieran and bella team up where kieran is just teasing her the entire time about having a girlfriend i need it like yeah, well, you have,
0: you've definitely talked about it. For this, yes, so,
1: uh... it it would completely, but it's like feral. This this need is feral.
0: <laughs> well, I I think it's heading in in some some direction like that. I don't know exactly how it's going to pan out, but Bella's going to snap.
1: Please, so enough. <laughs> I would do anything.
0: Sell so, your um, postborn.
1: yeah Yeah. i would (laughs) i would sell this howl print howl's moving castle print i got (laughs) that i adore just for a crumb of bella (laughs) and kieran together (laughs) yeah okay Um, overall thoughts mindy what do you think
0: i thought it was very psychologically astute i I thought that everything very true like it felt very real to the manipulative, narcissistic, dysfunctional relationship. I thought it was really, really very spot on in emotionally.
1: Yeah. The betrayal of like Bella and Redcliffe's relationship, it's very like we've seen it build in intensity and the tension. And I wouldn't say that this is like the peak of it, but it's definitely like a lot that we, that sort of like answers a lot of questions that people have been speculating about for like over the last maybe the year last year and a half <laughs> <laughs> yeah and as you said yeah it feels very true to the characters and I feel like that's also representative yeah. in how like a lot of people were thinking that this was probably the case and now we have the confirmation this that this is the case um mm-hmm. also I still stand by that one sunset scene maybe my new favorite moment in purple hyacinth yeah maybe um yeah i, I could this. like burn it into my retinas
0: print it out put it
1: on the <laughs> yeah it's really nice so more C prints please i would literally cut my arm off i would
0: one. i would ask like our you know what's your favorite panel but like i'm pretty sure this is your favorite. yeah panel. you've already I, said that
1: yeah um I think my favorite my panel, favorite, oh, okay. the one where Bella's is looking at Naira. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Very sweet. I and mean, I think my favorite panel is Redcliffe crashing to the floor. He oh,
1: know. that's so true. <laughs> you were so real for that. Um, yep.
0: I, also, I would say, you know, we, we typically guess what's going on, happen in the next episode, but we already know because
1: we're recording it afterwards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I'm very excited to see where this goes and. Bella's new path. I do hope that we don't have to wait eight episodes again, because I need to know now what <laughs> happens.
0: I think we will. I think we're, we're going to switch yeah. you know, back and forth between the characters. Mm. So we, have but, the dra- we have the dramatic moment, and then we, we go to like the quiet moments with the other characters. Yeah. And they have their own dramatic moment, then we switch here. You know? like,
1: yeah, this episode like really ramped up Bella's mm-hmm. conflict with Cliff. And we kind of knew it was coming, but you know, coming from 130 where it's still like Bella refuses to do anything, right? To whoa, Bella has actually done a lot in the past, you know. Like I was not expecting that flashback of her standing up to him, but good for her. Good mm-hmm. for her. And it's yes. it's really interesting how she had this moment where she like turned her back on him, but here she is again with him. So like what I happened? Know,
0: right?
1: right. There's so many questions. Was she wasn't ready yet. Takes a while to get, you know, extract off. And something really strong. Yeah, more questions with Naira. What's your deal with Lizbeth? Is this like do Naira and Red... what? Do Naira and Bella parallel each other? Like is Lizbeth Naira's Redcliffe? Potentially? Maybe. I don't know. They (laughs) these two are very much also foils to each other. Like they are the opposites of each other, so Mm-hmm. Could be
0: right. Definitely something deeper there. I mean. Yeah. All right. Well, this was fun. Uh, fun. It was yeah. good. It was, it was, uh, yeah. We use the word "fun" too often, when we don't really need fun. Good
1: episode. Yeah. We we'll probably use "good" um, more. Yeah, it was hard-hitting. It was so yeah, hard-hitting. it was a very intense episode.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, thanks, and glad that this exists. Glad you came on. It was awesome. That yeah. Was
1: thank great. you for having me.
0: Yeah, I'll, I will see you in the next Bill episode. <laughs> you too. I'll see All you right. then. Thanks. Bye. Thank you to my current patrons Susie, Lady Libras, Lily, Molly, Veronica, Emily, Joe, Rochelle, Saucy Tacos, Anne Rose, Alexa, Misty, Joanne, and Milta, Esther, Watching You People, Emily, Jean, Jen, Kay, Lily, Beckett, Christine, city Teresa, Mrs. Casaldo, Nini, and Amapora. Your support is truly appreciated.